Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. It's the end of March, and do you know what that means? That means we're just a few days away from National Poetry Month 2019. April of this year, we'll have new poems and new hikes and other places to see. I'm excited. I hope you're excited, too. Got a little teaser right here. This is something I recorded a little while ago. I was on a trip down to Moab and uh, did a poem by Billy Collins. This, which you can't see, of course, is the trailhead parking lot for Corona Arch, just east of Moab. Unless it's west of Moab. I think it's east of Moab. Or north. Yeah. But I just got back from hiking to Corona Arch and back, and when we pulled in, this parking lot was packed. And as we started walking, we walked past families with little children and old people and Lots of people wearing black t-shirts. That seems to be the, I don't know, the thing for the day. Not like consistent black t-shirts, just t-shirts that happen to be black and have things printed on them. Seems rather impractical for a hike in the desert. Anyway, as you get about halfway there, there is a section of this hike, which is not a hard hike. It's only a mile and a half there. But there is a section where we have about 20 feet of some Class 4 climbing. The BLM has drilled some big steel posts, and there is a steel cable between those posts, and people go hand over hand to get up this. Going up isn't nearly as much of a problem for most people as coming back down. And as we got there, there was this crowd of people. There's a real bottleneck there waiting for some people to go down and a few of us hoping to go up. And I sat and watched the people come down and there was uh, a little boy who was coming down and his dad was coaching him and he went part of it facing the rock and turned around and slid down in his bum part way. But he made it down and his family was there and they left. And as I was standing right before I went up, waiting for a man and a woman to come down, about my age. And this guy was wearing his running shoes and his white cotton socks pulled up. And as he was coming down, hand over hand, down this cable, his feet on the rock, his feet were shaking. And I thought, this guy is pretty scared right now. He is uncomfortable. His foot was just jackhammering her. He was just shaking. He was terrified. I saw that guy and I thought, what? What a tough guy. Doing something that terrifies him, but doing it anyway. Doing something that was, for him, really, really hard. I thought that was great. I love seeing people out who are pushing themselves past their limits, who are trying to do things that they've never done before, who are scared but push through anyway. Here's a poem by Billy Collins called The Effort. Would anyone care to join me in flicking a few pebbles in the direction of teachers who are fond of asking the question, 
What is the poet trying to say? As if Thomas Hardy and Emily Dickinson had struggled but ultimately failed in their efforts, inarticulate wretches that they were, biting their pens and staring out the window for a clue. Yes, it seems that Whitman, Amy Lowell, and the rest could only try and fail, but we, in Mrs. Parker's third period English class here at Springfield High, will succeed with the help of these study questions in saying what the poor poet could not. And we will get all this done before the orgy of egg salad and tuna fish known as lunch. Tonight, however, I am the one trying to say what it is this absence means. The two of us sleeping and waking under different roofs. The image of this vase of cut flowers, not from our garden, is no help. And the same goes for the single plate, the solitary lamp and the weather that presses its face against these new windows, the drizzle and the morning frost. So I will leave it up to Mrs. Parker, who is tapping a piece of chalk against the blackboard, and her students, a few with their hands up, others slouching with their caps on backwards, to figure out what it is I'm trying to say about this place where I find myself, and to do before the noon bell rings and that whirlwind of meatloaf is unleashed. like so many Billy Collins poems I love just the his mode of speech just so conversational so everyday so ordinary and then he's combining these two things the struggle that he is having and the clear cut sure answers that we try to sometimes squeeze out of poetry especially in English classes I know I'm guilty of it I try not to in the podcast I try to make a poem a little bit clearer, perhaps. Mostly, as I've mentioned before, just by reading it twice. I talk in the middle just for a pause, just for a break, just so that your brain has a chance to organize and deal with the information so that when you hear it next time, you yourself can do something with it. Like you're going to do right now. The Effort by Billy Collins. Would anyone care to join me in flicking a few pebbles in the direction of teachers who are fond of asking the question, what is it the poet is trying to say? As if Thomas Hardy and Emily Dickinson had struggled but ultimately failed in their efforts, inarticulate wretches that they were, biting their pens and staring out the window for a clue. Yes, it seems that Whitman, Amy Lowell, and the rest could only try and fail. But we, in Mrs. Parker's third period English class here at Springfield High, will succeed with the help of these study questions in saying what the poor poet could not. And we will get all this done before that orgy of egg salad and tuna fish known as lunch. Tonight, however, I am the one trying to say what this absence means. The two of us sleeping and waking under different roofs. The image of this vase of cut flowers not from our garden is no help. The same goes for the single plate, the solitary lamp, and the weather that presses its face against these new windows, the drizzle and the morning frost. So I will leave it up to Mrs. Parker, who is tapping a piece of chalk against the blackboard, and her students, a few with their hands up, others slouching with their caps on backwards, to figure out what it is I'm trying to say about this place and where I find myself, 
and to do it before the noon bell rings and that whirlwind of meatloaf is unleashed. forward to seeing you through the month of April as we celebrate National Poetry Month and the beauty that the Intermountain West has to offer.